Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. Yes. Man, oh man. I, I think I finally shit out. The rest of that deep dish. You got rid of it? I'm still sitting in it. It is, dude, dude I don't. What was that place? What was it? Grinder. What was it called? The Grinder place? It was Hogies like Chicago and Grinders. Hoagies and Grinders. Fernando, do you remember the name of that place that we got the pizza from? Giordano? No, that's the other one. He, oh, he's being racist against Chicago. I think we got one from Luca Manadas. I know. What was the name I'm of that one? Luca Manadas. I mean, that would be very, very thin crust and no cats allowed. I, um, we had this, this type of upside down deep dish pizza in Chicago where it's like, it looked like a mushroom tip, which is a wink, yeah. know, wink, a it, mushroom tip. It definitely looked like you could put a nipple on it yeah oh yeah it looked like a big titty and that's what made me like it but it was just kind of like a bread bowl but it was pizza dough but filled with pizza content inside yes. of the bread bowl which is it. honestly is very very good but i definitely took we've talked about this having a full like clear poop uh-huh. it's very scary well after you ate the pig's eye that's exactly what happened to you it's as well just, i feel like i just need to i'm, I'm making my own oleo do you remember oleo <laughs> Olean? Was it Olean? Is that the one that used to drip out of you? Yeah, that was the fat-free chips that I was obsessed with. Anyway, welcome to Science Stories, everyone. Ben Kissel hanging out with Henry. We also want to welcome our Patreon viewers. This is an episode that we will be recording for Patreon. So if you uh, haven't subscribed yet, please feel free to go and do that. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you for your money. And this is what we fucking look like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've just lost all of our money. All right. Well, last episode, we talked about Dickie's oh, Barbecue. Is it, and I, you know, again, how many times we'll do side stories and I am so surprised by what the audience has an emotional reaction to, right? Like it's, you, you know what, bears, to be fair, it is food based. Oh, yes. I think we, are, and maybe, yes. maybe we have trained our audience. We are just like our mothers. Oh, fuck. No, we've attached emotions to food. Our audience has been poisoned. Every time they're sad, they're eat. If they're happy, they eat. If we talk about food, they get heated. They get heated because we talked about this backstage a little bit. Like, we're not going to get into this. but No, we can't because it's an actual fight. It's an actual fight. But we, Kissel and I are both of the mind that food is such an important, it's like, especially if, you know, like backstage, the type of things where it's like, we want so much extra food. Yeah, I know it's bad. It's technically bad because it's like, but still, I fucking, the staff eats it. People eat all the food that's there. Everybody eats the food in the green room. To me, it's a sign of wealth and power. And I don't even care if it's 
a bunch of grapes and tomatoes. It just, I like an abundance of things. I want piles of food, piles of food. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. And in no way does this mean that we shut our emotions off as children. No. In no way does this mean that buffets are my new dad. Absolutely it doesn't matter. Not. But when it comes to Dickie's, now Dickie's, of course, was the restaurant that a man got so mad that his order didn't have enough, I believe, barbecue sauce that he then shot in place. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, Dickie's is not a good restaurant. Well, it's definitely not shooting good it is not shooting good or is this why that person shot it up obviously that person was exceptionally mentally unstable but dickies is terrible 18 votes this is according to an online oh and thank you to joel for giving us the big breakdown and all the various votes and reading all of the various very intensely emotional emails absolutely um there's one that says dickies is the mcdonald's of barbecue which you know you could almost say that's a compliment technically mcdonald's is sometimes the only thing you can truly depend on yeah. Because of all of the various chains, which we've discovered, McDonald's probably has the most unparalleled, like in terms of quality. If you get a type of McDonald's sandwich, it's exactly the same every place that you go. Absolutely. I'm also hearing that Dickies has great catering. So it I seems mean, like there catering, are some people that like Dickies and some people who really, really hate it. For the most part, it's not good enough to kill somebody over it. The thing about catering is you're going to eat it no matter what because you're just at an event. So you're going to eat whatever's there because you're trying not to get too drunk to tell your boss how you really feel or tell the secretary how you really feel and both of them are not a good thing to do. Do be careful if you go to a Dickies because in 2014, an employee accidentally put lye, which of course is a toxic cleaning agent, uh, in the iced tea thinking it was sugar. That's so there a, had been some is mistakes. That a mistake? That's a crime. I don't know. That's a crime. All I know is it seems like now Dickies. So Dickies has a poisoning and a shooting, and I never heard of it before. No. So dare I say, PR. (laughs) They, they, you know what they're doing? Catching the true crime wave. 2014, they tried. Yeah. And then now they're like 2022. True crime. Why now? Because Dickies has to sell more crappy barbecue. I mean, someone's got to sling this barbecue. This pulled pork (laughs) is not going to move itself unless it starts moving itself and then call the government. Absolutely. Um, A couple other updates. Number one, this mystery airborne slime in East Las Vegas that we were talking about. uh, I think it was last episode. Uh, It seemed very interesting. It seemed very uh, mysterioso because it was next to some some weird clandestine airstrip where people flying in and out. But it turns out it is bee poop so now when it comes to the bee don't they have a lot of speaking of press good press whether it be jerry seinfeld in the bee movie or oh, us being like movie. you must save all the bees but now they're just taking dumps wherever they want to maybe we need little bee bathrooms i think it's diarrhea well they say it just they well, just shit i'm stupid you know in many ways hmm. but isn't it honey i thought they crapped honey or do they puke that's, honey that's bee cum Side right. stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. What uh, out of a bee can you eat? Is it I, shit? Is it puke? Is it cum? It cum? What is honey? I think it's cum, but also when it comes down to it, I don't know how they're so... I This is the thing. So yes, there's that explanation. It's bee poop. But also, at the same time, why is it all of a sudden at such a massive degree? Like, did they get into the deep dish? Like, I, d- why I do don't they know. All, how did they slather an entire town with bee shit? I don't know, but don't know. it is the uh, according to the Clark County Department of Environment and Sustainability, it is black and brown, and it's sometimes oil. Uh, I guess so, so. I just never heard of that shit before. It's uh, what they, uh, according to Kevin McDonald, he's a public information officer. He says it's what it's what's called bee frass. 
Yeah. Bee frass. <laughs> Get out of here. Also known as fecal matter. So, uh, bee poop. I guess, but again, but it's still, why yeah. is it all showing up in such a high concentrated amount? It's never done that before. And now it's doing it. Our buffet's back. Is this the sign? Is this the sign? Please tell me, <laughs> dear Bellagio, dear God of Bellagio, please bring your premier, premier buffet back. I miss the seafood aisle. Man, that seafood aisle in the fucking sushi area. Ooh, it's good. I do um, love it. Uh, there's another, uh, we got another uh, update. It turns out the guy did not get meningitis. He didn't get meningitis. He didn't get that from the food. It's an airborne illness. So whatever they said was incorrect, but it seems like maybe, just maybe, the person that ate the food before, apparently, ate the food, got sick, vomited, and that felt that the maybe vomit flex got somewhere inside of the apartment, and that's how that guy got it, but because he was not vaccinated against because he wasn't vaccinated against it, that's why he had such a bad reaction. Again, remember, get vaccinated against meningitis. And also, if you can... Don't have roommates if you can. Get rid of them. But it's hard. It is hard course, these days uh, in this economy. Is, and another rent correction. Is crazy. Um, we said that John Lilly in the MK Ultra episodes, he was the one that had sex with the dolphin. I said that off the I said that off the cuff sometimes. Sure. I did make it up, but it turns out it was his employee. Um, <laughs> it was somebody else in there, a you woman named Margaret Howe. Love it. She was the one that jerked off. Buddy, I'm I'm giving dolphin. you a pass. It's close Th- enough. Thank you. If you know someone first, if you're one degree of separation from someone who had sex with a dolphin. I'm sorry. You're guilty. Birds of a feather. You've been there. Flock together. Because you didn't stop it. No, you, you didn't. didn't say like, hey, let's think about this for and you a know, second. When she comes in, she's all wet. And she smells like a dolphin's come. Mm. Um, you can ask a question like, did you fuck the dolphin? And then when they say, yeah, you can be like, oh, man, that's just so to deal breaker for me. It might be. What if dolphin come smells like ice cream? What if it's delicious and we don't know? Well, I mean, there's got to be various comes of certain animals that might actually be tasty and we don't know. It's like how we found milk. To be fair, well, not really. We but found milk. I bet you it all just, I think it's all the same. Hmm. I think it's all just the same <laughs> biological goop that we're all created with, which in a way, isn't that nice? All right. Well, we have to go. We have to go to Wisconsin. Now, this is not to talk about the fact that Aaron Rodgers just signed a $200 million contract and he's still the Packers quarterback. You're excited about this? Yes. Okay, good. No. What are they packing? I'm going to kill you. Is that a funny joke? It is. So this woman in Wisconsin, she is. She liked to have sex with her boyfriend, but they like to do it on meth. And then sometimes when you do strong, hardcore BDSM stuff, and then one person is on meth, and then it's like, oh, things get out of hand. You end up choking the partner out and then beheading them. I feel like it's there's it, there's ways. There should be a stopgap in there. There should be steps. Absolutely. Um, because, Taylor, no, Taylor. It's so wrong to have sex on meth, right? No, no, no of course have not. Have sex on meth, sure. I but mean, don't be, fucking choke him to death with a chain. That's the problem. And of course, if, you know, meth is a little dangerous, be careful out there. Taylor Denise Shabizness. Shabizness. Well, she showed this man the, the business. business indeed. She's 24 years old and she murdered a man named, what is, what's his name? 25 year old Shad Tyrion. Oh, so Shad is now dead. Yeah, but I, I it's, and it's just a terrible name, but that's not his fault. No, no, it's not. And also there was a great wrestler named Shad who also passed away. Maybe that name is a little cursed. I don't know. Either way, uh, they also found in Wisconsin, this is in Green Bay. 
they discovered a body part in a bucket, and it turned out to be, quote, a male organ. Oh, what, like a piano? No, like a penis. Oh, that seems to be that seems to be a euphemism, so because she, they could just say penis. So she cut off his head, she dismembered the body, but like Ted Bundy said, sometimes you forget where you put your flashlight. Well, the but story she is, forgot where she put the dude's head. Yeah, she. so what she said straight up is oh. that they found her at a friend's house in a uh, sweatsuit, completely covered in blood, and she was like, me? Um, and originally, <laughs> because what they did was that the the mother of uh, Shad Tyrion went down, being like, you know, like looking for her son, like where the hell it is. He's normally having sex at this time. Because apparently they were known for having loud, raucous, meth-fueled sex in the All basement right. of his mother's home. And and, and then know, I guess you just you get used to it. You don't hear it anymore. It is not. That's why there needs to be a, a happy Mother's Day card. Happy Mother's Day. I'm sorry I fucked this chick in the basement so loud all the time. I love you. I thought you wanted a grandbaby. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, that's how she rationalized. Oh, it. of course. Be like, as long as they're making that's, another one. That's fine. Um, but they found a bucket and she opened up. She pulled there was a uh, towel on the bucket and she lifted it over and it okay. was her son's head oh and a my. penis inside the bucket right oh which is like God, not great so no. they went and they, they found out that business was the one the last person to see shad alive so they tracked her down at an apartment and the first thing that she said to the police was you're gonna have fun finding the rest of his guts well ma'am i'm starting to we have a suspect now i want to thank you for that sentence yeah i'm a bit of a suspect also, yeah, this all it's all in it's Wisconsin. All in Wisconsin. So, as we learned with, you know, all of the serious trials and things that take place in Wisconsin, that accent isn't conducive to talking about crime. Especially, especially because not it's, seriously talking about crime. Oh, yeah, he put his head in a bucket there. We and, must kill that Batman. <laughs> I mean, all right, so, so anyway. she business. So she started apparently though they were having some good old fashioned sex, right? And they turned into I don't into know if it was good old fashioned sex. Ooh. It sounded like she might have been truly, she was fucking him from the back, right? So she might have been pegging him. And then he wrapped a chain around his own neck. This is according to Shut Business. Who, you know. And then she went, so she wrapped the chain around his neck. And so, like, he gave it to her. She's right, she's debogging him, right? So she's got, uh -huh. maybe she's got the, the penis in the butthole. And then she's got the, the dildo in the butthole. And then she's she's choking him from the back, choking him from the back. And then he started coughing up blood. And oh, then she no. she told the cops straight up, well, I'd already gotten this far. And then so, she decided wait to wait a second. It. Hold on a second. So in her mind, he's coughing on blood. And then she's like, good Wisconsin, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Better finish the job. Well, we're already here. In this case, I would say you can clock out early. Oh, absolutely. Feel free to stop. And just do a, do a, do a quality check. Coughing up blood is a red light, and you need to remember that, oh, audience members. No matter what, once you start fucking coughing up blood, that's when you really need to stop, check yourself, and wonder what how we got here so far. And this next statement is where it becomes nefarious, and how we know for a fact that this was not an accident. Oh no, absolutely not. Because then they asked her, like, so why didn't you stop? And she says, well, maybe I liked it. And then she said, yeah. I liked it. It took three to five minutes for the victim to die. I want to say this this is one of the, as far as like being stabbed, being shot, being choked from behind. In this case, uh, you know, you got the meth. At some point it dawns on you, you're about to die. And then you got to panic. And then you got this woman who, as Henry said, potentially is pecking you. Oh, yeah. 
Three to five minutes is a long freaking time. I was a oh, wrestler. Yes. I was a wrestler. You want to talk about that? I, I remember. I remember. Um, I've seen, the, pl- I've seen the plaque. Each quarter or each little round is only two minutes. You're like, two minutes? What's that? It's a long time. Oh, yeah, and man. And you get real tired. So three to five minutes. This yeah, dude. Three minutes of solid lovemaking is the most tired you'll get. That was not lovemaking. But, you know, that's true. I mean, honestly, you have to remember you're in the middle of that. So shabizness. But then t- hmm. Don't forget what happened next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Because then she got, um, so she stabbed him a couple times, and then she had, um, she apparently she performed sexual activity with the man's corpse for two to three hours. Hold it. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. For what, how long? For two to three hours. So into the she, early morning. How good was the meth? I, uh, At some point, don't you, like, wake up and you're like, whoa, there's a corpse whoa, here, whoa. and I'm blowing it. Like, what does this mean? This woman... Is Dahmer. Oh, yes. Well, she said that when she first, the first time she talked to the police, she said that she blacked out and she woke up and all this happened. And then afterwards, she's like, no, actually, I was very much aware of every single thing that I was doing there. And so she got a uh, butter knife and she decapitated him. She with got a, a bread knife, yeah. which is even which has a little serrated edge. Not barely. But she fucking, oh. she decapitated him and then she started moving the body parts around. She started uh, like manipulating his dead no. body, cut off his fucking schwanz, put that in a, a bucket with the head and her thing was is that she started moving the body parts around she said whatever bags were around that's what really was important i just wanted to i wanted to save time and i wanted to save my energy oh my god and so that at one point she said that she did get paranoid and lazy but at the time she thought that it was dope and that honestly maybe the dope was making her paranoid and so she started taking all of the various body parts with her but she left the rest behind she got the legs and the foots and all the kind of on the feet inside of her car and then she left the head and the penis behind because she said quote I got lazy she got lazy and she forgot it so be uh you know, very careful out there. Um, show business. <laughs> what from a thick neck woman? Yeah, she definitely... I mean, she's not unattractive. No, kind of unassuming in a sense. Uh, I mean, she does look far too calm in this mugshot. And she does dare have I say, one um, day someone would say, technically that would be called resting bitch face. But you I know, I guess. feel like that's you know, a lot of people suffer from resting bitch face, and which is why I'm selling Zabrowski corner lifters, which are going to be these <laughs> wonderful little hooks you can attach to the bad corners of your mouth and lift it up and put it behind your ears so that well, you're always permanently smiling. That'll be fantastic. Live from your grave. A roast as dark as the night Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. Well, speaking of killers and just absolute horrific acts uh, because of sexuality, perhaps this dude 
be very careful on OnlyFans not to have your address out there because what is it called? Parasocial relationships. Parasocial relationships. And Honestly, this is not even parasocial. This is straight up stalker activity. And I, this person, you can never blame the person that something bad happens to. But she definitely, um, she had tried to protect her own identity. And this guy went above and beyond to figure out where she lived. Mauricio Damon Guerrero, uh, he was in, in taken into custody last month. So uh, he's a dude. Uh, he is a 20-year-old man. He allegedly drove 400 miles to break into a woman's home he met on the platform OnlyFans. At this point, he got there. I don't believe she was there. And then he stayed in her home doing God knows what. The suspect reportedly climbed onto the roof through a window in the attic. Officers on the scene quickly took the suspect, later identified as Damon Guerrero, into custody on suspicion of burglary. Yeah, he went over there. He basically figured out he drove 400 miles. Which is enough. Did he put the diaper on? Like, remember the astronaut check? I think he understood you could make a rest stop. Uh, yeah. But he went to drive. He drove the 400 miles uh, and he was taken into. Well, yeah, he was drove the 400 miles and he broke into the woman's home. And so while she was she was living there unaware, he lived there for about a week where they ended up founding him up in the attic. They found where he was with a couple of bottles of piss, food. And uh, they then found his cell phone, which had videos of her asleep. Now, oh, that my is God, that very, is very, very frightening. Reminds me of uh, that fantastic film, Parasite. Oh, so yes, she, but even that was more social commentary. This is just straight up absolute horror. Well, in a way, this is a social commentary when it comes to modern dating. Um, she said she gave him her, her previous address in New Hampshire, and then he had promised to buy her a TV and a fireplace. But then obviously because, uh, he had no ability to do that. Well, and that's it was all lies. Like, while Amazon is not something that you can like, I, we don't we try not to support it as much as possible. But it is one of those things. What's nice about those lists is that it could control who can see your information why a lot of times people put up those gift lists those gift lists the things that you can buy sure for, for various OnlyFans performers people on Twitter like you should just use that because she told him the address he somehow figured it out um, and she said that she first found him in front of her apartment where she walked outside because I guess they had done a couple of chats where she like she'd sort of seen him over Zoom a couple of times but she had no intention to meet him in person in any way shape or form absolutely not uh, she, and so she uh, found him outside her home sleeping in his car. Um, and then when she confronted him, he said that, hey, listen, I drove from Pennsylvania. I just slept outside your house. I was just trying to see. I just want to see what you're like. Because according to police, what he said to them, I thought she wanted a stalker. And let me say this right now. Nobody wants a stalker. Do no. we want a fan? Yes. Sure. Do I love when you send hot sauce to the P.O. box? Absolutely burn my asshole. But stay, you know, you don't need to be everywhere. You don't need to break into my home and and film me while I sleep. Nude. Well, no, absolutely not. Give your uh, give yourself two years and you'll be filming yourself while you sleep and selling it. On your own Polish OnlyFans. I was trying to find a, a term that I talked about on Top Hat regarding Amazon. 9% of the factories where they get their goods use slave labor. Oh, yes. And they call it... Uh, it's not good. Uh, they have a special name for it, which I thought was just so fucking insane. But anyway... What, like volunteer robots? Like, un uh, Fernando, if you can find that, that'd be a miracle. Um, but this is really fucked up because he went there, he was building this up. And so this is how he fucking did this. So she went, Oof. when he first showed up in front of her house, she realized, okay, well, now my home is compromised. I'm going to need to find another place to go. So she moved mm. to her mom's house. She was staying in her mom's house. She has no fucking clue how he 
figured out how to get to her mom's house. Okay, so this man is doing some sleuth work. He is being an internet detective, but he's not trying to find the aforementioned Luca Magnata. He's not trying to find a serial killer. He is, in fact, the killer himself. This is so scary. Also, the term. So, in 2020, Amazon found that 8% of its firms audited had labor issues related to, quote, freely chosen employment. Forever, man. <laughs> That's Holy what they, shit. It's called slave labor. So, just remember freely that. Freely chosen. Freely chosen um, employment. I thought that term that term drove me nuts reminded me of the term during the mk ultra series just the the way that they speak about it as if it's some fancy thing and it's like no you're just giving people acid you're just breaking people's minds their assholes yeah and doing an amateur <laughs> hypnotism uh so the guy he somehow he didn't know I, I don't know they don't know how he did it he figured oh. out where her mom was staying he rented an airbnb nearby and started casing the house no. and then when he went he went to the house he waited for them to leave he went to the home with a crowbar he stopped this is like again this is like type of shit that sends a chill up my spine. He broke into the apartment, right? And then he went and found a, some of her keys. He found house keys. And then she said that re- literally her keys went missing for a day and she couldn't figure out where it was. He went- Goblins? He, he copied Remember all the keys. Remember what happened with you? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Believe me. Did the goblins copy the keys? Was I gang stalked? No, Natalie and I talked about this the other day. She had this like thing was like this some weird like statue thing and it literally moved to like truly it moved to a place in the house that she did not remember putting it. We're okay. like, are we being gang stalked? But this person went in removed the keys and then she said well then she mysteriously found the keys like later on in the same exact spot where she thought that she left it so he went he copied the keys and then wound wormed his way into the fucking house and so then he was just waiting every single time they go asleep she'd ever he'd come out of the attic at night and prowl around dude eat no food, get out this of kind here of shit. i don't mean it this is that we try not to cause panic to our listeners but it is important to remember <laughs> like this is why i do a sweep at night well, when i wake up at four in the morning every single night i walk you don't the house, sleep i don't sleep but so I, I look out the windows i check the perimeter i fucking i got the alarm i have the cameras i you watch are, all the kind what of are shit you, tom hanks from the burbs what are you doing in your home I, I you are you are oh my god the dude in florida the man who was in the tidy whities trying not to get abducted. Uh, you are that man. Oh, from Gulf Breeze? Yes, you are that man. Uh, yes. I, do you put a shirt on? Are you all in? No, I'm in my underwear. Just in your underwear. Oh, yeah, and I walk the whole perimeter. Broom or knife in your hands? Nothing. I'm going to do bare hands. Uh, also, right. what it comes down to, if they see a nude Polish man in the dark, they're going to know. Vengeance has come. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of naked and speaking of neighbors, Kenneth Clark Carlisle, what a name it is. He's a 64-year-old dude, right? And now for unknown reasons, he was just walking up the driveway of his neighbor's house, butt-ass naked. And then what he did, Mm. so you know when you're naked, it's it's so much easier to go to the bathroom because you don't need pants on. Yeah, your your pee-pee's out. You can do whatever you want. You pee wherever you walk. So you're the neighbor. You pull back the curtain be like oh uh yeah kenneth is dri- uh, coming up our driveway he's totally butt-ass naked um and then he went to uh the glass table and then at that point so, uh, so was, where uh, is the glass table it's on the porch so, so uh, the glass table is on the victim's porch right? sure sure sure. and then he uh, took a big old dump on it because i definitely am not going to stop him no and then carlisle was arrested friday afternoon for the criminal mischief charge um cops say uh he captured cops say he was captured relieving himself in broad daylight on two separate angles of the victim's home security wow. fo- uh, footage. So we just did a 
fantastic interview uh, about uh, about Ted Kaczynski. Yes. Um, so can't wait to for you guys to listen to that on our Patreon. This man seems like he might be a little Kaczynski-ish. Well, th- what is their relation to this man? This man showed up and then did what? Like, like what do you do? I guess truly, if I see a nude man on my suit, like yes, let's say my four a.m. walk arounds, uh-huh. I saw a nude man walking into my property and going to go take a shit, and then as long as he leaves. That's kind of like, because in my mind is, I was like, we'll just wait for this to sort out and then we'll get the cops on the DNA because I really am excited to watch the cops have to scrape the poo-poo up and have to take it back to the various labs. I don't know what they have to take it to CIS. You know, sadly. CSI, what's his name? What's his name? uh, Fucking from Jade. David uh, Caruso. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Sadly, this is not a bear situation. Mm. So there was no DNA collected. Uh, This is not about bears breaking into refrigerators and stealing snacks. That's when they really do the hard work. Work, well, that's yeah. when the detective work begins. So this man went, took a dump on a glass table, and then uh, the neighbor was like, well, we've got to call the police because uh, of that happened, you know? And then the cops showed up, and uh, Carlisle, he was in his RV, and this is according to uh, this is according to the officers. Uh, Carlisle was spoken to through the door of his RV camper, and he was still visibly naked and highly uncooperative. <laughs> I mean, I feel visibly naked. But the I thing like is, he's, not, he's looking through the door, and then you see this like nude man. He's just like, <laughs> um. So he was on bond for criminal mischief, but it's only two hundred and fifty bucks. But he still is behind bars, facing several other uh, cr- charges stemming from a December arrest. It seems like uh, Carlisle also was busted for drunk driving and discharging multiple firearms uh, into a lake near his residence. This is really interesting because I also I hate like uh, those those law terms because like criminal mischief just sounds like yeah. someone's just having oh. a little bit too much fun. He had but too much candy. It, yeah, but that's not what it is. I guess that's mostly vandalism. Would you consider that vandalism? Someone, it's weird when it comes to human shit. It. Something about the process of human shit coming yeah. directly out of your butt onto my furniture. It's not vandalism. That's a weapon. That's an attack. It's You're biological attacking the, attack. the piece of my home. You know, it is kind of nice to use the glass table, though. It is easier to clean. You're going to hit that with the hose. I mean, and also, it just sounds like you should pay them. If this is any other environment, they would be paying him 25 grand. This man lives a hell of a life, I have to say. So when it comes to the multiple firearm charges and shooting into the lake, Carlisle fired the guns while seated in his car. So he's just blackout drunk. He just pulls up to the lake, takes a shotgun, rolls out his oh, window, yes. and just starts shooting the lake with a shotgun. Um, he has been, again, charged with DUI and two felony firearm counts. And uh, Oh, and that's called, it, I know, this is how I looked what, it up. This called? is the Google salad I just used. What is called to be under glass table when someone shits? What is it? Glass bottom boat. <laughs> that's the term, according to Urban Dictionary. It's right here. It says a sexual act in which the customer, it says customer, which actually it doesn't have to be. It could be a spouse. It could be a loved one. It could be a brother and a sister, depending on what part of the country you're in. And so it's a sexual act in which the customer lays under a glass coffee table and looks up through it while their partner defecates on the top. Isn't there the uh, rumor about De Niro in that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah who yeah, knows yeah, what's yeah, real? Everyone wants and to say again, it. They're just mad at how good an actor he is. Well, well uh, isn't little bit you want to do it you want to do it off you little bit i'm gonna i I got no post can you milk me (laughs) hey what's up everyone how you doing ben kissel here with henry zabrowski (laughs) 
Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the left, babe. Go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And yes. three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape, put it in your brain, and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Last podcast on the left, it's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash last pod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster. Because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. That's Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. 
Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, before we interview the mastermind behind Troma, Lloyd Kaufman, yes. let's do Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week. We're going to North Carolina. The hero this week, it's a woman. And this woman, nice. her name is Carly Cindy. She's of Asheville. Well, she's got two first names. Well, it, well, Cindy with an S, so it counts as a last okay, name. Okay. She wants to be able to express herself on her freaking license plate absolutely and dare i say of course if you're gonna have a vanity plate do i think they're mostly douchey yes i but don't not know, in man. this case you're allowed to tell you're allowed this is about a freedom of expression i saw a guy the funny thing about hollywood you see people in in fancy cars 12 years ago right but they're still driving them yes i saw a guy in a red convertible and on the license plate it said buzz tv which must have been something he was working Some on Web.com <laughs> and it's back from like the 2008 the car and yeah. it says buzz b-u-z-z tv and i'm like you failed and you're gonna be like no this is before the bust they used to give us money to make oh, yeah. short f- comedy films is that right this woman wanted to express herself in one of the most glorious ways possible farting hmm. she wanted to have fart on her north carolina license plate so However, she just wanted the word fart fart which is allowed why is that people do it as a matter of illegal? fact as a matter of fact henry turned uh henry turned me on henry told me the first ever joke recorded was yes. a fart joke it was a sumerian in these on a sumerian tablet it was about a wife sitting on a husband's lap and she farted that's the first joke of all time so there's nothing wrong with fart so she says i want to have fart on my truck the dmv asked cindy to respond explaining what the plate meant as if we don't know what the plate means just make up an acronym just lie to him yes she and some friends uh online put their heads together and came up with an attempt to save the fart they decided to tell the dmv that it was an acronym and this is what it said friends of Asheville recreational trails that's incredible well we say completely made up that's uh, but that's, that's, that's not it's exactly not accurate. You made now, it up. You actually you made it be a thing, so that should be official. That's exactly correct. It's almost like you have telepathies. Now the group does exist. Yes. And Cindy says there is fifteen people yes. within the group. I love this. Uh, so the DMV did respond, and uh, it's yet to, uh, to be seen if the DMV will allow Cindy to keep using fart. These people um, are fucking But they weak. better allow her to because again, look at. All it takes is just do something. If you build it, they will come. 
if it's Seriously. a brothel. But just do something. And then now she has 15 new friends because she wanted a vanity plate that said fart. They came up with a fake acronym and now it's a real acronym. It so just, that's why you're the hero of the week. It's just fart. I'd honestly Who put it cares? good for them. And I'm just so excited because it really come down to what's nice about it's nice about maybe maybe this is too far, but what's one fun thing about the American system is that if you do figure out a way to creatively get yourself through the system, you can do it. Like this yeah. is really smart. The fact that they did this and they allowed it because it really comes down to it. it you know, this is just stupid jurisprudence. It's just fucking assholes. Oh, it's just a moron. And, and a, and a, and a, a it's someone wearing like a no. JFK Junior 2024 shirt, being like, I don't think we can have fart on a license plate around here. There's class around. Here. Finally, there's goddamn justice in this world. Oh. I mean, none of it that we needed, but in this one time, it, it, we got it. In this one time. All right, everyone. Enjoy this interview with the founder of Troma, the man who brought us the Toxic Avenger. So much more. Tromeo and Julia. Without this man, we wouldn't have South Park, perhaps. Oh, I mean, Would we have James Gunn? No, I don't know. I don't know. This man, Uncle Lloyd Kaufman. He, Let's get him in there. All right, here he is. Live from your grave. All right, everyone, now it is time for our interview with a man that needs no introduction, but we will give him one. You ha you have to have one. He is the man behind the Toxic Avenger and so many other fantastic characters, the mastermind that created Troma, a true living legend, Lloyd Kaufman, is with us. Thank you, Lloyd, and we are so excited that you have a new film, Shakespeare Shitstorm, coming out very soon. Excuse me, uh last uh, podcast on the left it's a hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm it's hashtag oh, oh, Shakespeare shitstorm and honestly the audience can't see Lloyd at home but I'm going to tell you your breast implants <laughs> are incredible oh those are called those are man breasts you get that when you're old I'm 76 but I Is that, oh no dude I have them now I'm 37 <laughs> look at me <laughs> You God, look, you, you if you shave my body, I look like an abuelita. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lloyd. Thank you. Honestly, now you're hard. And I honestly don't appreciate that. This, this is, is a professional I interview. do appreciate it. Um, but we'll put the dates out there. For those of you who know, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Absolutely. What are the dates where people can see? Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. It's April 8th through the 14th. This is going to be at Cinema Village downtown. <laughs> this is a, one of my favorite theaters in the world, Cinema Village. And then the premiere is at April 8th at the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens. Beautiful. And you should really check it out. Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. And I actually, I saw this at the digital premiere during covid and i absolutely love this movie i really think in terms of like one of your directing pieces like the movie that you specifically directed this is truly one of the best ones i have seen it's truly it's very funny my question lloyd is why the tempest like where why did you decide to do a version of the tempest because obviously you're like born to be prospero like you could be prospero <laughs> on stage well thank you for that um uh, 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 Tempest has been my favorite uh, Shakespearean play. I would have uh, uh, direct. I would have shot it uh, during the Tromeo and Juliet days, but excuse me, uh, hemorrhoids. But uh, uh, cut out the hemorrhoids part. <laughs> it's all no, good, that's buddy. A part of the brand. Our, our friend, our friend, our our our. our co-creator uh marcus parks is currently going through a colonoscopy we have a lot of butthole talks oh, as a group of friends so don't worry about that uh well um uh, you know in my case they're hem hammer lloyds 
There we go. Boom. What are we talking about? I know. Oh, yeah. You asked a good question. The Tempest is my favorite Shakespearean play. I saw it for the first time with my mother when I was about eight or nine in Stratford, uh, Connecticut. Uh, Maurice Evans and uh, I can't remember the late uh, others, but um, it knocked me out as a kid. And uh, it stayed with me through my whole life. And uh, I figured I'll wait till I'm kind of Prospero's age. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I can really get into his uh, feelings. And uh, so I waited on the Tempest to um, to now. And uh, it's uh, the, the Tempest, as you know, is about the loss of power. Yeah, uh, it's about magic. Uh, clearly, I've lost power. Trome is sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into the uh, underground, not to mention the fact that I'm uh, almost 80 years old, but I look older. Uh, no, you look fantastic. You you look exactly you, technically what you look like what you, as you get old. You, you do look fantastic, no, no, no. and of course, fantastic. trauma is fantastic. Fantastic. fantastic, and of course, trauma is such an iconic brand uh, that it Wait, goes. It, it really only is- it only gets stronger with age. As I think people take, it really does. As people take the artistic, uh, all of the artistic ventures as a whole, oh, you yes. look at Troma and you're like, holy crap, look at this library of content and creativity launching careers like Trey Parker and Matt Stone and launching careers uh, of, of course, James Gunn. I mean, these are some of the most famous, successful people in Hollywood. And tr- so don't, don't, Troma is iconic and uh, it goes nowhere. It lives forever. Well, thank you. Uh, now, um, even Samuel Jackson, we made it an old black movie uh, way before Boys from the Hood. Uh, you know, we made it around the same time that Spike Lee was coming up. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't have Columbia Pictures behind us. So, uh, But uh, isn't that video Lloyd- stores were afraid of it, even though the theaters uh, played very nicely. Well, theaters to this day are still like a place because we feel like when we do live performances, they're really it's still just this like place to be yourself without worrying about censoring because really thing comes down to I feel like when people are all collective in a room to watch something, they're a little bit more. I don't know, like open to more difficult content no, and, and, and and conversations. And it's not as uh, it's a it's a you know, it's a full circular experience where you have you're saying the words and you're being engaged by the audience as, as opposed to, of course, social media, which at the end of the day is you just talking to yourself and a wall of other anonymous voices when it comes to trauma. Lloyd, let's just go back back in time. Wait a minute. One second. Uh, this is my 50th year. Troma has made at least 100 movies. We own yeah. another three or 400, 400. We got the Rowan collection where we have preserved about 300 uh, negatives of public domain movies with, uh, like uh, White Zombie and Sinatra nice. and all the stuff that would have deteriorated. Uh, I've written seven books. As you mentioned, uh, you can't find somebody in L.A. who has not worked for Troma, from uh, Trey Parker to uh, Eli Roth to Gabe Friedman to Samuel Jackson to Fergie to the late uh, uh, guy who crashed in the uh, Fast and Furious, the whole thing. But uh, yet uh, you're the only ones who get it. You you and and our fans, you know, no mainstream media gives a shit that that I've had 50 years. They don't care. And uh, that's a big problem. So it's thanks to you. You have you have the burden. You have the burden. Thank you, Lloyd. But I have to say, the reason that trauma is so special 
is because it hasn't been perverted. Dude. It hasn't been tainted by these big corporate brands. Like, you get to stay true to yourself. You don't have to deal with the horse shit of moving into the mainstream, which requires you to dance dance. And you have to walk whatever line they set up. The mainstream, if the mainstream, if the New York Times instead of having 15 articles about the new Spider-Man movie, had one article on the front page of the uh, of the entertainment section about hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, I guarantee you we'd have 2,000 screens in about 10 minutes. But, Interesting. Uh, well, I don't know exist. if the New York Times has that reach anymore. It does. It does. We don't exist in the uh, media, right? We don't, nobody knows about us except for you and our million uh, fans. It's not enough. Never enough. Is that something that truly does aggravate you? Because from a fan perspective, Henry and mine and our audience, you know, we see I remember the first time watching Toxic Avenger, your interpretation, speaking of superhero movies, um, you know, as this nerd all of a sudden becomes the the Avenger for all that have been downtrodden. And of course, it's also a very pro environmental movie. I mean, you were doing that shit um, back in the day before it became eco horror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you you were been talking about the environment for a long time. Yeah. You've been talking about workers rights for a long time. You've been talking about equality between the genders for a long time. And it's very it, it's interesting to see how you're stuff which is kind of where we live yeah which is that you can the whole point is to sm- put a lesson in the middle of a bunch of shit jokes because right. that's what makes it's the sugar that makes the medicine go down and then also because you are you know I, you're not on the outside you created an entity you are also on the inside in that way but because you have sort of a peripheral view and just an unbelievable you know artistic talent that might not fit into the mainstream you can really sucker punch these motherfuckers and once you get into the mix i mean we learned this with james gunn the guardians of the galaxy kicking him off they for, just for finally let him do it and now he's back because everyone's like what are we doing here you don't have to deal with any of that you are yeah, in charge no, and i, I think that I is agree. what makes it so trauma lives and dies with you and I think, you know, so I just want you to, you know, also realize that, like, I think it would I don't want to see you in The New York Times because I fucking hate The New York Times. Yeah, I want to see you in Fangoria. I want to see like what, the- there's another one. Have they ever uh, done anything but put us on the back of the bus, Fangoria? I'm very sorry. Uh, we've always been in the back of the bus, no matter what. So well, the back uh, of the bus is where know, the cool kids hang guys. out. Don't forget. The guys who, you know, I'm, I I consider Tony and Mike a friend, but go and look at the history of Troma and Fangoria and up until today, <laughs> where are the, uh, where, where, no, it's about Fox and Sony and Spider-Man and maybe there are a few little coterie friends and, and uh, uh, you know, Joe Bob Briggs and, and uh, which is, which is, which is owned by, uh, a, uh, a company AMC. nothing um uh, what's it called uh, shutter which is owned by a giant devil worshiping conglomerate so, <laughs> so uh, you know they got all the money in the world they can advertise and by the way the guys who created the joe bob show uh, both of them were my assistants and uh, and they are the producers of hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Yeah, Fantastic. John Brennan and John Brennan. Yeah, yeah, John and Brennan's Matt a good Mangerides. friend. Actually, Matt Mangerides, I think it may have been his idea. He was in charge of our whole uh, the video home. What do you call it? Hard goods uh, department. Hard okay. goods. Brilliant guy. So uh, it's got a monster, right? I gave you some other reasons. It's got a fairy. It's got yes. uh, uh, a storm. <laughs> yes. It's got uh, it's a, it's it's a low hanging fruit. It's a it's a natural. 
But uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, especially for your lens, the Museum of Modern Art gets us. The Museum of the Moving Image. The, <laughs> every the well, who else do you want? The art people get us, but not the uh, well. Not the art the people, people, but don't forget the art people are the people that keep art alive. Yeah, and uh, Lloyd, you know, no one, no one. You just got to remember too is that people are going to love you so much after you're dead. <laughs> you don't even have to worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's you know. You are not the first to tell me that. You'll get in the New York Times when you're dead, and then it'll all be a, a huge irony. But, you- I, but I will say, so in hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. Okay, love this movie. This is great. But there's a scene in it. I just want to kind of ask straight up that because um, our friend Nadia White, who's a, a friend of ours of our show, honestly, also you had Marcus Parks was a member of a band called the Cowmen that was in the background of that oh, giant party them. scene. Cowmen They're great. I love them. Oh yeah, they were part of that big massive scene, and there's a there was a what would call sort of what I would term it a vomit like avalanche, right? That does happen somewhere in the center of this movie, right? How did it start? Is that in the script? Like, did you write that into the script, or was that a thing that happened naturally? And you're like, let's get this going. Uh, good question. Uh, it's uh, CGI. It's all CGI. Is it all CGI? Wow, I know there was well some done. good vomiting. Look at it really closely and you'll see. You know, Did Nadia things. not throw up on her own, though? Because Nadia is a trooper. She's a real performer. She really is. Uh, ask her, but I say uh, to, we put in the CGI. Uh, I, uh, it was supposed to be a diarrhea scene, and Nadia uh, hadn't eaten anything. So. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. That's the power of Nadia White. Uh, she oh, no, is. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, fucking with you. The everybody <laughs> who vomits in our movie, it's real vomit. That's what I'm saying. In some cases, they might have put a little green stuff in, um, but that scene at the bar where you see that you can't fake that. I bet right. you even Spielberg's going to start using right. <laughs> well, I you remember Toxic Avenger. We had the first head crushing scene in a movie, full head crushing scene. Uh, next thing you know, Spielberg, uh, Soderbergh, uh, uh, they're all doing head crushings. Well, and Scorsese Lindbergh. had the fucking in Goodfellas. You said it. That's right. And by the way, there's a great show on, uh, on Netflix called uh, Sally Forever. Uh, and the woman who wrote it, directed, stars in it, has a featured role in the big budget Toxic Avenger movie. Yes. She shits on a man's face. And you see the shit come out and hit her, hit the guy's face. She, there's people who vomit on each other continually, and there it is, featured on right. Netflix with all the <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, and, whistles and and uh, you know, and and uh, talking to the cameras all popular. Well, may- now maybe you don't, oh, uh, yeah. maybe you don't get with one of these big corporate uh, oligarchs because it hits too close to home for them, and they really can't handle that. Yeah, we need to uh, sell tickets. The only thing we need to sell tickets, we have to. You know, if, if the fans don't support us, so we can't stay in business. But that's what's nice about like when Joe Bob Riggs showed Troma's War, because I absolutely love that episode. Because what's really interesting, what Shudder is doing is I love the fact that they're going through the archives and showing shit that no one has seen before. Like, no, I never even heard of Troma's War. And then watching it, I was just like, that went up into my top 10 trauma movies. Oh, thank you. Seeing well, it for the Joe first time. Bob is a, he, he, Joe Bob is a real uh, cineast. He loves film and he loves culture and he's he's read a book or two and he's uh, well educated. The people at Shudder are idiots, so I don't think it has anything to do with them. It's well, Joe who Bob. knows? It has nothing to do with them. It's Justin Martell, Matt Mangerides, John Brennan, Joe Bob, 
Uh, and uh, by the way, our production designer on hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm is the uh, production designer for uh, Joe Bob. Um, uh, pretty much the whole crew is a uh, trauma alums. So it's because of them. It has nothing to do with the idiots at, at Shudder. They will, you know, 50 years from now, they'll be calling up uh, my grandchildren to see if they could show a hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. There's no way, no way Shudder thought Toxic Avenger, Troma's War, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Bloodsucking Freaks, Mother's Day. There's no way they understood those movies. Bloodsucking Freaks, that movie was uh, that movie was amazing. But when it comes to inspirations, you mentioned you inspired Steven Spielberg, a lot of other, you know, creatives. When you hear Matt and uh, and Trey and James Gunn and uh, the, the people aforementioned that you mentioned, when you hear of their success, does that make you proud? Because oh, yeah. people people yeah. refer to trauma as university. Oh, very you much. You know, so. it's where people go to learn film. Uh, you learn to work on a budget. Oh, so you I to- did sketch comedy because yeah. we're all people that did it like yeah. when you did, we didn't realize just how much and i'll tell i'll say this straight up just how much we directly stole from you yeah for years so with trauma i mean you learn all of these different skills i mean that I must be something with you guys uh but uh, you you got successful or something happened i don't know if that happened i would definitely just say that we i, uh, I don't have another our, our sketch group ran out of steam, and now we're doing podcasts. Well, if you happen to uh, run across a script or write one, I'm, I don't have a something I'm obsessed with right now. Uh, I'm producing two movies. One is called Weird Deer, with uh, much of the crew from Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. And then Mercedes the Muse uh, just finished Divide and Conquer. And Fantastic. then Liam, Liam Reagan, is, uh, uh, who is working on Weird Deer, Weird Deer, but he's uh, uh, producing in uh, uh, England, and I think they're editing now. So there are Troma movies in production, but I, I don't have something to direct. So if you guys come up with something. Yeah, well, you, that, like, let's throw that out to our audience. If you are someone who wants to learn the art, make a script, send it to Troma, send it to Lloyd. What do you look for when it comes to a young talent? When it comes to someone, do they just have to be hungry? Um, when it comes to a, a young director or writer, you know, just tell our audience a little bit because you are, you know, you've been around for fucking 50 damn years. What kind of skill sets do you think are, you know, the best well, to make the best film and things like that? Especially for a trauma film. Oh, well, uh, the skill sets for trauma is uh, A, love cinema and B, uh, love trauma. All the people that work for us, we only have about 10 employees yeah, uh, they all started as uh, uh, you know observers, basically fans. Everybody, oh yeah, everybody, and um, they're lovely people, and they're motivated by uh, trying to, to 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 be involved in making uh, some art that they believe in, uh, and uh, and and they learn. And the best, uh, I think, uh, James Gunn really uh, has it all. He, he very talented. He's got a master's. He's written a novel in during his uh, when he was a graduate student, uh, and he works his ass off. And he's a good guy, and he's very good with talking to people. He's a people person. Yeah, this is going to make it. Same with Eli Roth. These guys are well educated. They went to good schools. They've read a lot of books. Uh, I, I I can't say I know Samuel Jackson. If I met him, it was a, I didn't direct that film, so maybe I met him a couple of times. Uh, but uh, Trey and Matt, same thing. They're very well educated. Trey Parker has an encyclopedia uh, uh, knowledge of trauma and the Broadway musical. 
yeah. uh, which is basically my beat. Uh, I'm heavy into musicals. So that's how I understood um, uh, uh, Cannibal the Musical when the Shudder people or whoever were there before Shudder and all the other uh, mainstream uh, idiots in suits didn't didn't get it. Well, I could <laughs> yeah. have a musical about cannibals. We can't distribute that. Yeah, it's but, dumb. Trade they're always wrong. They're, they're, they're wrong. always incorrect. I was told we were all told that podcasts were a waste of time for years. We were told for for by all of our people, we were told that all of this was a waste of time and it was never going to do anything. And it just shows sometimes you have to stick by your guns Absolutely. and do what you believe in, um, which also kind of brings me to a question of like, so you're producing still, which is awesome, but you really still do. You really get a, you want to direct again. You want to get back in there. You want to get back in the seat. If I find if there's something that's very original can be any genre or genre, if you speak. Genre. A very good R. That's a good yeah, R. Thank, uh, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm open to anything. Doesn't have to what about What about the Lloyd Kaufman story? Oh, about I a young gigolo, Lloyd Kaufman. Like, he's out there, like, obviously, he was raised in a brothel to be the ultimate, you know, Lothario of women, but he still loved film. And so he had to be torn away from his job of being, being this, this traveling, essentially male prostitute for the government. Half Ooh, I like Loman. that. Well, wait a minute. You're undersized. Half Willie Loman, but half male prostitute. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I honestly think that that's not a bad idea. But the idea of like almost a biopic about some... the beginning of trauma. Well, interestingly enough, uh, I am working on something. Maybe when we get a, a little bit of a synopsis, you guys could read it. Uh, yeah, of course. Maybe when we get a first draft, uh, which is uh, 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 it's got sort of a. a, a Salt Lake City punk uh, part, uh, kind of my uh, yeah. SLC punk, yeah, yeah. But then it takes a very harsh turn uh, and and moves toward uh, Dostoevsky, which the people at Shudder have never heard of. Interesting. So, no, I like that. Yeah, I have to ask. You know, between Sergeant Kabuki Man again, the Toxic Avenger, Romeo and Juliet. Best. Thank you. What uh, what are some of your favorite characters when it comes to trauma? What are the ones where you're just like, these are my babies? Um, who you, who do you fight? Because we know Doug Sackman. We have a mutual friend with Doug Sackman who has kind of had the, he's the helm of, of uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man. And he seems to hold that like he brought Sergeant Kabuki Man to the 2020s. Yeah. Who's who's your most iconic character that you created? Well, uh, my wife says that Toxie is basically me getting older in each movie. Yeah. And I imagine there's some truth there. The uh, his significant other is the one who uh, uh, you know is the boss, uh, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, she's I blind. Guess, I guess it has to be Toxie. Yeah, that's the number one. And like, well, but in now terms of, in in terms of identifying with a trauma character, every once in a while I have a little pang for uh, Dolphin Man. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> because I do have breasts, and Dolphin Man is a, is a mammal. Uh, what else? <laughs> I think the most personal film is hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, and it terrible. feels wow. like it. It has a haunting like that's one thing I I want. I tell people about trauma movies and this idea of like when I rewatched when you rewatch Toxie and you rewatch these things, there actually is sort of a like not to you know belittle it in any way, but there was a real emotional center to these things that allowed them to work. And Shakespeare's Shitstorm actually has this kind of feeling of, I guess that's why when I watched it, I actually felt very sad because it kind of felt like, oh, is this Lloyd saying goodbye to directing movies? Is this his like final, like I'm, I did it, this is my statement? Because it kind of feels like it. I, I think you're close. Uh, unless something awfully good comes along, I 
I think that's it for me. I, you know, after the movie uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm finished the principal for, uh, production, and remember we had six weeks in Queen and two weeks in uh, Albania. So uh, you know, that's for, right. Yeah, uh, you guys went all the way to Albania too to shoot. Correct, and um, you can see a lot of production value and trained. That's where we trained the whales, the whole thing. So um, the uh, point <laughs> is that uh, uh, after the movie was over. Uh, I made a tribute to uh, one of my favorite directors, Alfred Hitchcock, by actually having vertigo. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's incredible. One of the I was I had like a room spinning around uh, for three days, and I hadn't had a drop to drink. That's I wonder. Amazing. Hey, that's you getting higher in your own supply. It's that's old not- flashbacks from the seventies. I am well, making flashbacks. <laughs> speaking speaking of the 70s, 80s, um, I'm a, also a huge fan of John Waters. Uh, I remember growing up on like Desperate Living, Pink Flamingos, but both of my other brothers are gay. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that I watched those movies very young, probably more so. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the idea of it, understanding true camp as a little boy is actually yes. very difficult. Um, and uh, when we look at like, you know, the 70s art movement and the 80s cinematic art movement, do you see any like when it comes to Waters and yourself? Because I, I I hold you guys in the same kind of prestige in this way of like these movies shock you. Yeah. They're like, whoa, that's different. I haven't seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a chicken get fucked to death. That usually doesn't happen. Eating the math, you know, eating all the eggs. Did you guys have a competition with each other or did you guys ever cross paths? We have cross paths. Yeah, I'm not uh, particularly, uh, and uh, how do you say it? Uh, he was uh, to me. He's more of a, uh, of a. Um, how do you say it? Uh, I mean, clearly the guy has a wonderful, brilliant uh, body of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his whole style of. Uh, well, you don't got to be friends. Like that's a big thing. It's really about how you guys, what you guys meant, because it's something right. about. Especially in America, where it's society, it's true American filmmaking, like what you did, what John Waters does, which is this idea of bad taste, which I feel like we are, we have lost like a little bit of that, um, the embracement of it because, because. I mean, obviously, I mean, bad taste today. Everything is considered bad taste. I just watched a wonderful movie with Steve Martin called My Blue Heaven. Oh, I love My Blue Heaven. You couldn't make that today. They would never let you make that movie today. The whole crowd. Bad taste, uh, bad taste in the truest sense. You know, you look at someone like Peter Jackson, who started with Dead Alive. When it comes to bad taste, theoretically, that movie is, you know, it's brutal. And a freaking lawnmower taking people out. Didn't he? Was that his first? Yeah, you're right. Bad taste. Dead. Uh, well, and Dead Alive. Yeah, and then there was Dead Alive. And then the it's, concept of bad taste. It's yes. really interesting, the idea of like, because also the thing about all of these bad taste movies, trauma included, is that they have been the home for many people that have not found a home other places. Exactly. It really is a, it, it, like, especially if you look at now, if you go to Troma now, like, you can look at, go watch.troma.com. Like, if you look at the body of work that's out within Troma, there's so many themes of, like, you know, LGBT inclusion, uh, people, all sorts of, if you don't fit into a, a space, the trauma will have you. That's right. And it, all of these places seem to have that aspect of like, yes. there's a part of the shroud of bad taste also allows you to actually be more accepting of alternative lifestyles. Well, certainly um, we've been uh, way before uh, Al Gore invented the internet. Uh, we've mm. been on, uh, <laughs> he should be killed for that. <laughs> He was bragging about it 21 years ago or so, 22 uh, uh, years ago. We were, we were ahead of him. We were 
Anyway, there's no. I don't think one can fault us, really. Uh, but you know, um, you know, <laughs> the interesting thing is, you did give a home to a lot of people that were, you know, again, maybe searching for something. You know, there's a lot of unique perspectives that trauma yeah, provides. Right. Throw a lot of you know that stuff out there, and so I know that you know you've been sort of upset with not being embraced by the mainstream. But because of that, but because of that, your doors were open to a lot of people, you know, that desperately needed you. Who knows where these people would be without you? Your daughters are going to spend a lot of time having to go through your possessions to give them out later on. And I can't wait to be there at your home helping strip it. I'm going to help strip it. And honestly, you're welcome. Come and have a cocktail. If you guys ever want to have a cocktail. I absolutely would love to. I absolutely would love to. I'll give you a one of a kind I have my place is a little bit like Kevin Eastman's, except I've I've got uh, stuff that's worthless. His house is a museum of, you know, tchotchkes and. Oh, and- that's my. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm slowly becoming. I feel like it's just the type of person where you just build up a collection of all of this stuff over years of years of well, of being come, an asshole. Come over. I give you a unique, a one of a kind souvenir from the well, the home of Uncle Lloydie. Oh, that absolutely. Sounds my, uh, great. Straight up. My certi- my trauma certificate is one of my prized possessions and I have it on my wall and it's, it's on mm. and it means a lot to me. Well, well it awesome. does. It's, it comes from the heart. You know, oh, yeah. Murdoch cannot buy love or, or uh, word of mouth with all that money or a boner. No. No, we can't. And I, but I honestly think that there is big things for trauma in the future. I do think that there is a the the brand is strong in terms of people. Uh, really, are this generation is really getting into the horror movie, the true horror movie scenes of the seventies and the eighties, and they're discovering it like horror is stronger than it's ever been. And it's because and, when people get together, everyone's like, you know, they're all dressed like vampires or whatever, and everyone's just like, hey, how are you? Hi, I'm uh, I'm I'm Ben. I just want to go have a couple of Bud Lights. Want to hang out? Like everyone is so sweet, and uh, you helped create that world. Um, so we want to thank you as horror fans. You know, if John Waters had a festival like Trauma Dance, and he invited me to be on a panel or to speak, I would do it for free. Now he's oh. got all the fucking money in the world, and I asked him to be on a panel with James Gunn, Ty West. And uh, Trauma Dance Film Festival. We've been doing it for 22 years. He said he, he only does things if he gets paid. Well, uh, you know, it's 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 also, it's America too. Also, you know? the people at New Line were the absolute scum of the earth, and uh, <laughs> somehow he was able to deal with them. So, well, honestly, he, you got to so play the game. It. But meanwhile, uh, uh, clearly, there's a big money thing going, and I say that from I will say that from the uh, the uh, time that the uh, that the bourgeois movie made about the dark the housewife who uh, with that beautiful woman who became obese, uh, I say from that time on, trauma trumps John Waters on every film, all even right. the movies we didn't make. Death well, you know, uh, Trey Parker, all that stuff is better. Than oh, it's I'm not sorry. a competition, but indeed, Troma wins the hearts. And I know minds this is the thing. Like, I actually sort of I commiserate no, I it. with the chip on the shoulder because that is a Dave Willis who created Aqua Teen and worked on your pretty face is going to hell with me. It's like we both said this. The chip on the shoulder is also the fuel. It's the it's the coal that yeah. I mean, yeah. does it ultimately it, it is going to kill us, Lloyd. Yeah, but you it don't is want, that chip. That's the only that problem. Is what's good. That's the 
the thing that makes you strong. You don't and- want the chip to get too heavy, then you fall over like the Flintstones card. Right. You're right. You're right. My wife uh, gets upset because I yell at the television. She watches the, uh, you know. The now, movie. honestly, that's a show I would watch. Dude, this Lloyd is literally yells just, at the TV. I just see myself in a fucking time machine because it's me and my wife at the same. God just, damn it. Stop yelling at the television. Henry. It's Drew Carey. It's fine. Um, he wasn't even in competition. But before we go. Is there a way, is there like, is there a line of advice that you could give this to young people that are out there like trying to make movies? Like, I know that like a little bit what you said on Joe Bob, I really appreciated the idea that like it's so much easier to make movies now than ever before. Like you can make shit like what's something that you like, what, what's something for young filmmakers to know about what they should do to get their first movie out the door? And because everyone can make one, there's also more competition. So it might be a little bit more difficult to stand out. Which, of course, is something you know how to do. Well, for one, I've written seven books. Uh, five of them are all about filmmaking. Make your okay. own damn movie. Direct your yes. own damn movie. Produce your own damn movie. Sell your own damn movie. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh, we have a video. Uh, make your own damn abortion uh, that I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. Hey, by the way, uh, never mind. I'll keep going now. I was on to something. Uh, the uh, books. But um, I think there's a big decision. Do you want to be totally independent artist, which you kind of can do with today? Because you can make a movie for two thousand bucks, a feature-length movie, and still be a a dental hygienist and make you know a decent salary. Uh, So that is one way to go. Uh, You know, starting your own trauma is probably impossible, but I think you can do your own distribution now. Uh, uh, not necessarily through trauma, but uh, doing what we do, exactly what we do. Uh, read my book, Sell Your Own Damn Movie, because I think that will help. Uh, the, 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 other, uh, the, the other decision at the crossroads is uh, go out to uh, the City of Angels, work your way up through the uh, cor- corridors of power. And uh, if you have talent uh, and if you uh, have uh, an ability to... Uh, Keep uh, to actually do what you say you're going to do, which very yeah. few people do have. Sure. Uh, and if you've read a few books, uh, it, it, it's like uh, shooting fish in a barrel out there. They're also stupid. Uh, so, Dave <laughs> Dunn and Trey Parker, you guys, if you wanted to live and go out there every day and pitch and write and pitch and write, you'd make it. Woody Allen yeah. says, Woody Allen, this is probably the best lesson I could give you. Woody Allen says success is 88% just showing up. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. And you also, you need some high quality knee pads. Absolutely. I feel like well, that's, a, that's another thing Woody Allen said. All right, Lloyd Kaufman, thank you so much for being with us, man. You are an Dude. absolute icon and it was well, wonderful. Uh, Woody to- Allen's also fucking his daughter, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, we, well, that was kind of the joke there. It's kind of a disgusting person, but you know. Hey, he married her, man. He All married right. her. Okay, that's good. God on the left doesn't laugh. We're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do what we call a hard cut. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Thank you so much, Lloyd. You were absolutely wonderful. Live from your grave. All right, everyone. There it was. Our the conversation iconic. with Lloyd Coffin. The iconic Lloyd Coffin. You know what I like is. He's so he's reserved. He holds back. He doesn't he let you know back. if he's angry or what he thinks about Hollywood. Um, but, you know, that is a man who has lived it 
And, oh, yeah. you know, for all of... It's um, hard to be in a sea of people that want you to kiss up to them. It's very difficult because you got to kiss his the person- ring. It's not in his personality it type. Not. It's not in ours. It's not in ours. But, you know, we just have to be so grateful to the people that... Uh, came before us oh, yeah, and absolutely. the fact again you know Trey and, and uh, Matt and James Gunn it's like those names just to me are just you know I watch South Park all the time and I you do. wonder would South Park be here without you know they, without uh, Cannibal uh, the musical they we talked just about don't it. know they talked about it um, alright everyone well thank you so much for listening you want to do a triple L uh, you gotta get out there whoa oh, that's right. a triple B oh man like, that really came from deep I felt my toes that was like my if, I, if I asked you to burp as a cartoon frog you no. just got the you got the roll my Lordy, friend that's Lordy, a, Lordy. we usually bleep out the burps but I think that has to stay in yeah I mean no vomit no that was amazing so every day live your life knowing like oh man I mean this guy got my meth Tonight, this date's no, gonna be fucking incredible. I, I got about my that chain. Now. Love the fact that you trust oh. your new girl. Maybe you only went out a couple times. Please, you trust her to safe. peg you with impunity, and she is just gonna rail you and rail you and rail you. And you don't need to look back, right? Because you, you do. ain't no horse. You ain't no horse. Oh. And then you're gonna laugh. In heaven, looking down, wondering, being like, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> well, I guess we got a little bit carried away, didn't we, Shad? Oh. You know what I mean? Huh? You just don't, you know, I always want to be laughing in heaven, certainly not here. Well, take care of yourselves, everyone, and be safe out there. It's hard to vet everybody. But you know what? I don't know. I Just don't assume know. the best until it's not until the case. And then give me like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Get out there and make something creative. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, to be honest, if it has to be a TikTok, make it a TikTok. Make it Just a TikTok. do something creative, please. Otherwise, uh, you're going to go crazy. Yep. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.